Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. Preaching from Mark 14, Phil Crowder continues his preaching suggestions from this chapter. One of the amazing things about the care the Lord Jesus Christ has for his church is that he's put in place a number of very practical measures that serve as a tremendous help by way of stimulating and nourishing our spiritual lives. We could make quite a list. There is the teaching ministry of his word, which supplies the spiritual food we need to grow as strong and healthy believers. There's the blessing of prayer, both the individual believer's prayer and corporate prayer time shared by the church as it meets to seek the Lord. There is baptism, which reminds us of the great change that took place in our lives as the gospel of Christ transformed us into new creations in him. And another practical measure he's given us serves to remind us regularly of what the Lord Jesus has done for us and how much we owe him. I'm referring, of course, to the simple meal he has instituted, whereby bread and wine symbolise his body and blood, which he sacrificed for us on the cross. I'm sure that if you're like me, you're profoundly thankful that the Lord has told us to remember him in this simple meal regularly. I say that because in the busyness of our lives in the 21st century, we can so easily be distracted and find our attention taken away from the cross to other things. This simple meal is a wonderful correction to that. Well, today we've come to Mark 14, verses 12 to 26, which deals with the occasion when Jesus instituted this simple meal for his children. Phil Crowder is with me, and Phil, I know this is such a famous part of Scripture, but tell us the title you're going to use. The Lord's Supper. What about the background to this? It's now Thursday, and Jesus knows that he will die the next day. The disciples still need to know that his death is for them. And they need to know that it's God's plan. And so the Passover meal, this tradition that they held, becomes the Lord's Supper. Could you read verses 12 to 26, please, Derek? On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house, he enters. The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. 
Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. A few things to explain from those verses. As we saw in verse 1, the feast of Passover and unleavened bread was that feast that helped the Jews remember how God saved them from Egypt and uh, how they had to kill a young sheep, a lamb, and put its blood over the door and how God's angel killed the Egyptian boys but passed over the houses that had blood on. Jesus, as we saw, was like the Passover lamb. He died at Passover time to save us from God's anger. The instructions in verses 12 and 16 are very careful, aren't they? Jesus tells them some details about how to find this guest room. That's probably because Jesus' life is in danger and he wants to meet in secret with his disciples. Verse 21, we read that Jesus says, Woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. We need to be clear about Judas. He was not saved in the end. The Bible makes this very clear. Jesus says how terrible it will be for him. John 17 verse 12, Jesus says that none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction. So that scripture would be fulfilled. Judas was that one doomed to destruction. And coming to the Lord's Supper there in verses 22 to 24, Jesus often speaks in pictures. So he doesn't mean here that the bread is his physical body or that the wine is his physical blood. But he does want us by faith to take the gift of his death for ourselves. So he says, take it, this is my body. He wants us to put our faith in what he's done on the cross. Verse 24 uses the word covenant. That's an important, serious promise. The blood of the covenant shows how serious it is. Jesus' death brings in the new covenant that the Old Testament promised. Jesus' blood is, is God's sure promise that he will save everyone who trusts in Jesus' death. And then in verse 25, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. Jesus wants the disciples to know that his death is not the end. He's looking forward to eating and drinking with them again. They'll eat and drink with him in heaven. A day for us to look forward to it as well, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Coming then to the, the sermon now, Phil, what would you suggest is the main point or points that we need to make? Jesus is ready to die. Each of us needs to trust in his death in this personal way. Christians often share in the Lord's Supper and the bread and wine are very familiar to us. But that's a danger, isn't it? Because sometimes we can do it without really thinking or understanding. Mm. And we need to make sure our people truly understand what Jesus means here and to think, 
What is it that Jesus wants his disciples to understand by this very vivid picture language? Well, what headings do you suggest we have for our sermon? Jesus is ready to die is the first one. Now, this illustration is is a very small illustration compared with what Jesus did. But imagine that you have a test or an exam or perhaps an interview for a job. What do you do before it happens? Well, you prepare, you think about it, you work out what you're going to say. You know that you need to be ready. How much harder it is for Jesus. He has the most difficult, painful test ever to go through. And so as he thinks about it, he prepares. He's ready. In what ways do we see that here, Phil? Three things, really. He's ready to eat the Passover meal with his disciples. And you can talk more about this in verses 12 to 16. Then he's ready for Judas to give him away to betray him. And again, talk about that from verses 17 to 21. And thirdly, he's ready to share a meal that is actually about his own death. And that's in verses 22 to 25. So you need to talk more about these three things and show that Jesus is in control. He's ready to go just as it is written about him. Verse 21. Yes, I think those points are helpful, Phil, because, I mean, we're often like the disciples, aren't we? We're often weak and afraid and find it hard to trust God's word. But then we need to think about Jesus. Our saviour was so ready to die for us. He was so willing to take all that pain. And that can really help us, can't it, to overcome difficulties and to love him for what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your first point. Jesus is ready to die. What's the second point from these verses? The second brings us into it. It's take it. Jesus says, take it. Verse 22. Take it. This is my body. Jesus is ready to die. He must die alone. He knows that. Only Jesus can take our sins. But you know, Jesus wants his disciples to join in, in a way. His death is for them. So they must share this death meal together. It's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? Having a a meal about your death. But this is what Jesus is doing. He's saying, I will die and it's for you. Take my body and my blood. Join in with my death. And here you can talk about the Passover and show how the Israelites had to join in. They had to eat the lamb, didn't they? The lamb's blood must be over their doorway. They were safe because they joined in. Anyone who didn't kill a lamb and put the blood over the doorway was not safe from the destroying angel. And it's like that for us. We must join in. I think this is ever so important because many of our people will say, yes, we believe that Jesus died. That's not enough. Jesus' death doesn't save everyone. We must take his death for ourselves. We must trust Jesus to save us in this personal way. We're only safe if Jesus is our Passover lamb. And it will be good, I think, to explain that that's why it's important not to take the Lord's Supper until we have trusted Jesus in this personal way. 
And when we have, it becomes a vivid reminder of the way we put our trust in Jesus in his death and resurrection too. It's a simple meal, isn't it? Bread and wine. And yet it is so profound as well because our hearts are directed to the cross and to all that Jesus accomplished for us there. And it does have a gospel message for for those who are not yet Christians Mm. because it shows them that they need to have this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But I think too when Christians take the Lord's Supper, true Christians, then we must always be careful too because it can become a habit and we must be careful to think what it means. So as we eat and drink, we trust Jesus' death. We put our faith again in Jesus' death to take away our sins. And we remember, we remember that Jesus' blood shows God's covenant. He promises to save us and to bless us. And so we're encouraged and strengthened in our faith and in our Christian life. And on that precious point, we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. Thank you for being with us, and we hope you can join us next time. Until then, this is Derek French saying goodbye, and may the Lord help us always to glory in his cross. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at ServingTodayGBM. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage, www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.